Jess Mahler, and welcome back to A Griffin's Tales. Today you get the next-to-last episode of First Came Trust. The story will be wrapping up with Part 6 next week. After that, we'll be picking up with Bound by His Oath, a lost colony sci-fi that fucks with some common historical romance tropes. Bound by His Oath will be available first to members of a Griffin's Airy. Members of the Airy get early access to all my stories and a few other perks. You can learn more on my website, www.jessmahler.com. That's www.jessmahler.com. Now, here's First Came Trust, Part 5. The siblings took some time to get settled into the wagon. It was, as they had been warned, crowded. The wagon wasn't a large one, and it was still piled with bags and bundles, though at least all the boxes had been removed. When the small caravan moved out, the wagon the siblings rested in was at the front, just behind the screen of guards. Normally the wagons would have been further back, but then the siblings would have been breathing in the dust and dirt kicked up by everyone else. The wagon, small as it was, filled most of the narrow road, leaving little room to either side. Nobility Bethania rode beside the wagon, as did Abdal, close enough to speak if the siblings wished to. Abdal's squad ranged around and through the woods, guarding against both bandits and local authorities. When the nobility first joined them, Dalma had wanted to immediately demand the answers Abdal had said they could ask for. But Lila, knowing her sibling, had anticipated this. Before even Dalma could burst out a question, Lila met her eyes and asked, Wait, please. There will be time, and we still need rest. So for a time they rode quietly. The siblings rested as best they could in the jolting, jarring wagon. Even with the rough ride, Lila found himself slipping into another doze. The nobility watched them rest and guided their horse on the rough ground, saying nothing of why A was there. Dalma and Shirzad watched, and in Dalma's case sometimes glared at M, but kept silent so Lila could sleep. Eventually they drifted off themselves. When Lila woke a few hours later it was well into evening. Seeing Lila sit up, Bethania said quietly, We will be pushing on tonight, traveling as far as we can safely. No one wants foundered horses, but we also don't want to risk trouble with the local guard. Yes, Lila said. I would rather not see the guard again myself. A smiled grimly. There was a moment of silence, then, I, you... Both Lila and Bethania spoke at once, but Bethania waved for Lila to continue. Rested now and ready for needing answers, Lila said, You were right about the collar, lady. But you said it was only temporary. I worry... Bethania looked at Dalma and Shirzad, still apparently sleeping. The pack will help you, A said. I don't know what you have been taught about what you are, but you are not a monster, nor incapable of self-control. Pack? Not sure what to say, especially with two others who might wake at any moment, Bethania looked at Abdal. 
Abdal saw the nobility looking and nodded back. This was something for Pak to speak on. Abdal gestured to Dalma and Shirzad. They will learn sooner or later. You know that, do you not? Lila swallowed, then nodded. All right. Abdal took a deep breath and seemed to settle deeper within himself, never looking away from Lila. Her jaw and nose lengthened into a short snout, her eyes turned golden. Lila cringed away, only stopping himself from crying out for fear of waking her siblings. Abdal held the partial shift, giving Lila a chance to see. But while Lila battled fear, the beast within him yearned, reaching for the bonds of pack and security and place. When Lila calmed down a bit, Abdal spoke. Pack is family, cub. Her voice had lightened, taking on a breathy, crooning quality. It keeps us safe, keeps the madness at bay so we never become the monster you fear. The beast's sadness and grief in their isolation wound through Lila, bringing tears to her eyes. Soon, Abdal soothed, allowing her face to ship back to its human seeming. There are not enough of us here to anchor you, cub, and we don't dare run freely in this land. But we will be home soon, and you will be one of us. The words soothed the beast, soothed Lila. Whatever else Abdal might be, A was not an out-of-control monster attacking all in air path. Nothing like the monster that had attacked and damned Lila. With the beast calmed inside air and Abdal riding nearby as if nothing was wrong, Lila believed for the first time that Bathania was right, that A might be okay. Unknown to any of them, Shirzad had woken when Lila first spoke. A had not moved, wanting to get as much rest as A could. And then A had not moved because A wanted to know more and was not ready to confront Lila with their secrets. It is likely that if it had been Dalma listening, the conversation would have gone a great deal different than it did. But Shirzad was a quiet one, and more willing to wait and think and plan than her sibling. So A listened and thought and waited. What A did when A was done waiting is a story for another day. Not knowing her sibling listened, Lila thanked Abdal. Scared, but seeing for the first time that the beast within them might, in fact, be more than a beast. Abdal, aware that A had frightened Lila, rode ahead to give the cub some space. Lila watched him ride away, and listened to the beast who whined in fear to see him leave. Still afraid but trying to push past the fear, Lila thought at her beast, A will be back. A is not leaving us. A is riding ahead to keep us safe. The beast seemed to hear air, to settle. Not relax, no. It remained alert and nervous, but it was willing to wait and see. Lila sighed with relief and thanked any god that might be listening for bringing Bethania and Abdal to rescue Em and their family. The End Part 5 of First Came Trust See you next week with the finale.